0: Hello and welcome to the Aviva podcast and today a well-being special. Today's podcast is with me, Johnny Monkhouse and Heather Buckridge who is one of our clinical leads at Aviva and Brittany Lee who also works for Aviva as one of our customer service representatives. It's been a roller coaster 12 plus months for all of us and we're now experiencing some easing of restrictions with full restrictions being removed on the 19th of July. Well, that's the day as I, as we record this anyway. This is exciting as we'll be able to go out with friends, meals out, trips to cinema, social gatherings, as well as, for many, going back to the office. And while this is something to be excited about, it's also quite an anxious thing for, for many of us. This can give us feelings of anxiety and uncertainty as we move into the new normal. But as I say, we are lucky to have Heather on the podcast today, who is going to talk us through some useful coping strategies and support available as we move out of lockdown. I'm also lucky to be joined by Brittany, who has kindly agreed to share her experiences of lockdown and how she is feeling about moving into the new normal. Can I start by asking you to share your experiences of this, Brittany?
1: Yeah, of course. So lockdown was obviously a bit of a shock to everyone. So. For me, it's kind of normal being stuck in my house. Um, so I've suffered with something called panic disorder since the age of 11, so about 13 years. I've suffered with that now. So kind of with that, it causes severe panic attacks, which is really difficult because you will have people who don't understand. So I've lost friends, unfortunately, because they don't understand and and they don't get it. Um, so it... As well as having the panic attacks, you have got things like that alongside of it. So when lockdown come around, when I was at home all the time, it's kind of normal for me because going out anywhere, going to a pub, drinking alcohol is kind of daunting to me. It's not something that I tend to do. But on the other hand, I know people who struggled because... They, I don't know, go out every weekend, see their friends constantly. Whereas if I was to see my friends, it would be more so at home, more of a safe place um, sort of thing. But yeah, so coming out of, of lockdown um, as such, it's very, very daunting for someone like me. Um, it kind of makes me feel all hot and anxious even thinking about it, if I'm honest, because I'm quite happy being at home and and kind of, living how I do um that's just kind of what I do
0: yeah and how, how did you find it when we first went into into lockdown when it when it first started in March 2020 um and then working from home It all happened so quickly didn't it
1: yeah so I was extremely anxious because I'm not very good with changes and it was a big change for kind of absolutely everyone in one way or another and um, so I'd gone from suffering with anxiety to actually working at Aviva and being around people every day which is brilliant and really really helped me to that then being kind of taken away from me again um and actually being shut away and it's been over a year as much as I love working from home and it is brilliant the thought of actually going into the office does make me feel ill um And I'm sure people who haven't even ever suffered with anxiety will feel the same. And that's the thing, like, it's really important to kind of speak to people. And there's always going to be someone who can relate to the situation that you're in. There's so many more people suffering than we actually know, um, because some people choose not to talk about it, which is absolutely fine. But if anything, I I would like to encourage people to definitely talk up um, and get the help.
0: That they need. And on that note, I'd really like to bring you into the conversation, Heather, and thanks again for joining us today. And would you mind if I just kind of just went straight to you and get your input on some of the things Brittany's been talking about?
2: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, thank you, Brittany. I know how difficult that is just to express how you feel. Yes, it's been very difficult. I think the population itself, the statistics show that that anxiety um, through the the most recent transition that we're going to be going through and we are going through at the moment is back at the same levels, if not greater than it was in March 2020. So what we are seeing is that the new normal has complexity, complexity that adds to our everyday lives. It adds to every simple task we do. So people who perhaps have never experienced anxiety or feeling anxious about going to the supermarket, putting petrol in your tank, you know, walking a dog. I mean, all these things that we just did without thinking. Now we have to take into account all the little nuances to those, you know, key keeping a safe distance, making sure we use the gel if we're going in a supermarket, making sure that we wear the masks at this point in time. All these things have added a level of complexity. And with change in complexity comes a feeling of often anxiousness. And for me, I feel that currently a level of anxiousness is within what I would consider normal, because for all of us to start to regain control of our lives and not feel a little bit apprehensive, considering that we've been limited in our social interactions, limited in in our lifestyles, um, it would be abnormal. But then, of course, at Brittany's level, someone who suffers from anxiety, someone who has a history of perhaps feeling out of control, feeling those pressures, feeling those anxious sort of Biological feelings, it will be far greater because her experience will be of a greater depth of the symptoms that we probably in the population are experiencing as part of our lives. And I think the important thing to remember is that transitioning back to a normal is going to take time. It's not like tomorrow when the floodgates open, we're all going to walk out there and everything's going to be back the way it was. Every one of us is very unique individual. We all have different experiences of life. We all react differently to change. So the important thing is to take it step by step. Each person uniquely take it in their own time. Um, Not to be driven by competing with, well, my friends are out there at the pub. I'm not feeling comfortable. Taking each step on your own pathway to what normal is for you. So I think the importance is not to beat yourself up because you're feeling apprehensive when you go to the supermarket or perhaps when they stop wearing masks. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Finding your own level of comfort is going to be the important thing for everyone out there when they start to transition back into what we would consider normality of lifestyle. And the most important thing is not to constantly feel the pressure of being the same as everyone else to take it as yourself and your uniqueness and the importance of that. Now, as important of that as that is to seek help if you need it. If it gets to a point that it it limits your functioning, it limits your interactions, then get some help. Go in, there's a lot out there and I think yes, community services are under pressure. But you know a lot of employers have EAP, employment assistant programs, A lot of employers now have well-being programs like you guys. So those are really important. Um, GP practices have actually come out, come into the technological age and managed to actually formulate good programs so you can access them now. Um, So there are and there are good charities out there, too. You know, Mind is excellent, offers therapy services. There's some good stuff. So if you need help.
0: Get it. Thanks, Heather. And something I was going to ask, you know, someone like Brittany, and there'll be many other people who, who may well be feeling the same. Brittany's now working from home, as many of us are. I guess we kind of almost get into our comfort zone. Someone who does suffer with with a, with a panic disorder and has panic attack, and and like that way of working. What would you say to people who, as we come out of lockdown and we now and we're now able to return to the office and again get back into some kind of normality? Would you encourage people to try and get back into that normality, or would you say it's the right thing to potentially continue with that option to work from home if that's the right thing for that individual?
2: If we look at where we were before. What we've experienced in this last year. I would hope that people would strive to regain at least a comparable level. Of, of their lives because I think going into the office as long as people have discussed with their managers are comfortable with the safety measures are aware of the, the recommendations are aware of how they have to behave in the office because of course there's going to be um, limitations on people as far as how where they sit you know how they enter the office as long as they're comfortable with those things I think that regaining control and a level that would be comparable to where they were would be advisory and that's not, as I said, that's not going to happen tomorrow. I mean, our prime minister may, may make changes tomorrow, but we all are going to go through a transitionary phase and everyone is going to go through it at a different level. So it's really important with people who have had suffered like Brittany has to work with whoever she um, has found has helped her through these scenarios to work back to that level of independence that she had before Lockdown.
0: And then something else I was going to to ask as well. We kind of reflect on the last twelve plus months. You know, what what do you think would have been the main struggles for people over the last year living through through, through lockdown?
2: Oh, that's multi multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. I would know where to start there. To be honest with you, it depends on. I mean, we've seen difficulty for people to access treatment. I made that sort of a sort of lighthearted talk about GPs, but GP practices had to accommodate a totally different scenario for treating their patients. The NHS has had to encompass large numbers of individuals so- suffering from a, a physical condition that has limited access for a number of other people. So, community-based services, I feel, have benefited from. Now, this is terrible for me to say, but. I I think they have benefited from the need of the excess that's out there because we have seen a lot of these charities ramp up their service provision for mental health in the community. We've seen a lot of community individuals who weren't involved in in charitable um, institutions getting involved, helping their neighbors, being aware of the elderly being alone, being aware of people who are compromised, where before we had almost in some ways um, become very comfortable with our own being and, and sort of leading our lives without that sort of community spirited base. So it's multifaceted through all the different levels of age, as well as treatment needs, as well as um, whether it's general medicine or mental health uh, conditions. So I'm hoping that we will um, move forward into a greater understanding of the need of community as part of mental health facilities.
0: Thank you. And then Also, and this will touch on um, what what Brittany's been talking about as well, you know, we've been living um, through um, this pandemic for a a long time now. And I know for many different reasons, people and the role I, I do in wellbeing at Aviva, I know people have been apprehensive and almost felt bad even for calling the doctor, it might be around having a. Sore throat or, or anything at all, people have felt that like they can't really call their GP surgery because they almost don't want to bother them because they know how busy everybody is. I guess you know what, what would you what would you say to someone who may really be struggling with their mental health and and, and will be think thinking along similar lines where they don't really feel it'd be right to call their GP surgery. What would you say is the best route for someone to seek help if they're struggling?
2: I always say that you need to speak to a professional, and and I think that your GP practice does have a lot of available facilities out there and services they can access. So if, and hopefully I have seen an improvement in what people is, are saying about um, the access to d- GP services. So that would be your first point of call because you may need something more complicated than just speaking to a therapist. You may require medication. You may require an in depth type of therapy that isn't available in the community base. So I think the good point of call is always going to be your GP practice, your GP nurses, or often if you've had treatment before, you can access the community mental health team directly. So those are the professionals. And at that point in time, if the service provision, they will will adequately recommend what is needed for you to recover or to move towards the next pathway, whether it's accessing treatment through security services or whether it's accessing appropriate medication that may be required.
1: And is there anything that you can kind of recommend to help me in my daily life, like any apps or anything like that? Actually, Mind has some brilliant
2: apps. And actually, I was, funnily enough, looking at the NHS service apps, and they have a couple of really good apps out there too. EAP has an app that's that's pretty reasonable as well. You know, apps are interesting concepts because, because we all have a different way of communicating And apps. You have to play with them and find the one that works within your component of how you like to interact on a, a computer or on a phone or whatever but yes there are some good apps out there but I think again it's very individualized and you have to find the right one for you and mindfulness oh my we were talking about it before the podcast yeah breathing techniques are particularly with panic disorders or anxiety breathing techniques can make such a difference to times when you're going to feel a little bit out of control or a little bit when the anxiety starts. If you start with a good breathing technique, and there's a few good ones that your, your practitioner can give you advice on that, um, that you can utilize to keep your anxiety under control.
1: Yeah, I use the Headspace app um, pretty much every day. So if I'm feeling a bit anxious, I'll just literally put my earphones in um, and do a couple of whatever they're called. Breathing techniques is
0: yeah, meditation, <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, it is good. It's a good series yeah. on um Netflix, isn't it? Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, that's actually run by Headspace, yeah, really. Headspace is.
2: is excellent. Headspace, it's a it's a it's tried and and tried and been around a little bit and it's it's moderated and it's up to date and it's good. Offer some good services on there,
0: brilliant. Oh, that, that, that that's awesome. So thank, Thank you very much. And just to go full circle before we. We bring this podcast to, to a close, and coming out of lockdown, hopefully those restrictions being being removed on on the nineteenth of July. You know, again as today as we as we record this, it's always subject to change. But just to to summarise, Heather, you know, I guess it's just as much as people can could try and embrace, um, being able to kind of go back out there into the new normal, whether that's social gatherings or or work, um, but. Would you say the key message is do that at your own pace? You don't have to jump into it just because there's a there's a timeline to it.
2: Exactly, we're all individuals, and we're going to have yeah. different different pressures, different needs, different ex- feelings, different experiences. So yes, I mean you know take it on your own at your own time on your own pathway. I mean as I said, it's it's all about the uniqueness of who we are and what we experience. So yes, take it your own way, and don't feel pressured. To meet the criteria that everybody else is your family your friends your whoever so yes
0: excellent thank you both so much for for joining me today it's very much appreciated and i'm sure it's going to help so many people who who listen to this for the people who have listened to this today and have been affected by this and would like to know a bit more around support and information available please check out the show notes of this podcast thank you all very much and take care